Today's the first Sunday after Christmas, and I suspect that we're all feeling a bit let down or relieved, or at least ready for our long winter's nap. But we're also readying ourselves for a new year, a new decade, a new and newly intensified political period. We're ready to move on now that the Christ is here. As our old year gave us a new beginning with the birth of Jesus, our new one gives us a new time when we are invited to use the gift of our Savior as a source of energy to grow and put our lives in order and to put our new salvation to work to meet the directives of our Lord. The prophet Isaiah urges us to put forth our new growth as the earth does. We know New Year's is not actually a new start or a new beginning, but humans appreciate this fiction because it gives us a chance to begin again, to resolve to be better, to do better, to use our gifts for God's work. Paul assures us that we can make a new start as children of God, not subjects. The gospel offers us the famous opening set forth by St. John. In the beginning was the word, the logos. The beginning of logic, mind, language, thought, meaning. The gift of Jesus' birth ought to be for us a new level of living. And the simple, difficult words of Jesus to love the Creator with our whole beings and to love all other people as much as we love ourselves is illuminated in this new revelation, this new gift, this new year. We've celebrated the archangel's promise of a Messiah, the travel of Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem, the birth of Jesus, the singing of the angels and the shepherds. It's the opening act, we feel, of our salvation. Yet just three days later, chaos struck. King Herod learned that a competing king had been born in Bethlehem and he determined to do away with him before he could become any threat to his own power. So he sent his soldiers to eliminate the competition. But Joseph has sent a warning dream not to return to his home in Nazareth, but to travel with Mary and the baby in the opposite direction into Egypt. But those children, those holy innocents, were celebrated in the church calendar yesterday they were sacrificed for the vanity of the leader and are largely unheralded in this season. The story's too horrifying for contemplation, too damaging to our sense of the rightness of things. We reject the juxtaposition of holy birth and unholy killing. We don't want to think about it. Yet how can we be Christians in a world in which fear and mistrust are rampant when our nation is divided into appalling different factions, when children are imprisoned. We cannot, in our time, fail to see the relationship between this story and what is happening in our own country. Children are being taken from their own parents and incarcerated. Children as young as three or four. They're given no reason. They've committed no crime except to awaken the fear of the king. If this seems too political, Perhaps we should remember that many other episodes of the Christian Gospels are also very political, from 
this dictum to kill the children for fear of losing power to the current incarceration of young people at our border are both political reactions to the fear of power loss. And of course, Jesus' own death was the result of political maneuvering. We pray today for the children of Bethlehem and for the children in our own country who in these days following the birth of Christ are alone and afraid, imprisoned and damaged by fear and hatred who cannot protect themselves and who deserve the right to live without fear. The blessed news of the Christmas story is that God's gift of salvation is not just for the Jews, but for all humankind. And today, the first Sabbath after the birth, while Jesus is safely in his mother's arms in Bethlehem, we can begin to rejoice in the epistle reading. Paul, a devout Jew, tells us the Jews were imprisoned in the law and other people were imprisoned outside the law in ignorance. But now we are all to be free, yet we freed Gentiles are imprisoning the innocent. Today's readings are for a new life, a new year, for being freed from the bondage as servants and released into the freedom of the children of God. May all of us resolve to use this new status to help all the children of God into the true freedom from bondage of all kinds, incarceration, hunger, fear, illness, loneliness. May we resolve to use the light of Jesus given to us in the holy season to enlighten our world to the beauty of life. And may we resolve to free all people from the forces of fear and hatred that extinguish God's light. The new year can be a new beginning for us all. Let's help make it a new beginning for freedom and dignity and equality. Let us resolve to use the gifts we have. We are given the word to speak a new language of love and dignity. John's gospel tells us in the beginning was the word. We are at the beginning. Amen.